Welcome to the Green Edge podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. This is our weekly roundup for the week ending 10th of February 2023. In this week's podcast, we're asking an important question. Who in government owns the process of educating and upskilling the adult UK workforce for net zero? It's a question that came up in a recent conversation we had with Graham Hastings Evans, the chief executive of NOCN Group, and our guest for this week's Green Edge Post. We'll talk about the post itself a little later in this podcast, but let's go straight to what Graham had to say about educating the grown-ups. Adult skills has got a problem. I posed this at the department about a month or so ago. It's pretty clear that up to 19, it sort of fits in education in your world. Yes, they stay in college or they go and do A-levels or whatever they do. They stay in formal education until they're 18. That's the department. Who's responsible for all of the workforce development? Is that base? They have a role. Is that the leveling up department? They clearly have a role because the mayors come out there and they are heavily buying into upskilling. The LEPs, the local authorities and adult education, parts of the local government. Is it DWP? Who is it? And there is no coherence as to who is responsible in government for ensuring the workforce we've got is upskilled to fit the economy we need. It's not just education of the youngsters coming into the market. Yes, which is what the education department's all about. And it strays into adults, but it's not the sole owner of that. Nobody's the sole owner of it. That's a bit worrying, Michael. It is. Hopefully we'll see some coherency come through from that, because if you just take in England the LSIP process, the bulk of what they will be unearthing and covering will be uh, relevant to 95, 98% of the workforce, i.e. adults. So they will have to take ownership of the delivery of those plans locally. So what we will see, though, is this split between centre and local, where local will have to take the charge and take on the responsibility for the adult budget. I would add, though, that when you look at the adult budget in London or in Birmingham or Manchester, these are not large sums of money. They would only be boosted if they could also have access to additional funds, possibly, say, through the apprenticeship levy being reallocated, that part that which isn't properly spent or is misspent, some would argue. Well, let's also go to another conversation we had recently with a gentleman called Michael Mosley. Mike is the Knowledge Transfer Manager for Construction at the Innovate UK Knowledge Transfer Network. Innovate UK KTN tells us that it exists to connect innovators with new partners and new opportunities beyond their existing thinking. And when we talked to Mike, he told us about some of the ways KTN does this through its support to Innovate UK and others like Bayes. And we assumed skills development was all part of this process. But this is what Mike told us. Skills was something that we were always seen as outside the remit of KTN because there were other people that that did skills but but it's it's sort of failed really we've still got a huge issue with skills and so part of some of the things that we're doing now there's some funding that we've got is actually to include skills especially around net zero so it does seem some people are recognizing the problem michael they are and i think the other bit that we raised with mike was the pockets and pools of information that the ktn network was creating And there didn't seem to be a way you could access that information because they are touching the very process of creating these skills through the research and development work that they foster and fund. 
And it would be great to be able to access that and see that as an early indicator of change that is coming down the pipelines. Because we don't have a good predictor stroke forecasting system that can be operated in a reliable way. Okay, well, let's move on to this week's post. It's called Unwrapping the Monolith. The monolith in question being the apprenticeship framework and the whole area of how green education can be integrated into schools and further education. Talk to us about the issue here, Michael. I think there are several issues. One is the issue of ownership, ownership of skills, training, skills development, and who where does it reside, the adult being a critical part of that. I think there's the issue around updating and keeping qualifications current and standards current. And there seems to be a bit of a mismatch between qualifications and their availability and the standards that we operate, say, through the apprenticeship frameworks operated by IFATE. And IFATE certainly seem to recognize this quite strongly and are very active on it. They just seem to be lagging in some areas. And that was highlighted in the report that Graham authored about the greening of UK skills. You know, he highlighted and listed out 60 potentially new occupations in that report. That's in their appendix, which I thought was very useful. At the moment, I think our friends in IFATE have formally recognised somewhere between 21 and 44 standards to change because of greening. We have other people saying it should be around 350 recognising these changes. So there's a big delta between those numbers. So it suggests there is a bit of a logjam, possibly around the remit and the process that are being used to update standards. Now, if we go back to the Skidmore report, uh, one of its conclusions was that net zero will require workers to learn new skills, and this will change the focus of both technical and academic education. Let's go back to Graham Hastings Evans of NOCN and listen to his view of what that might mean in practice. We've got to reform qualifications. Scotland's only just started that thinking. Wales is a bit further down the road, but not in terms of green, and Northern Ireland isn't very far. So I don't think any one of the four nations is any better place than the other, really. I think maybe a little bit better. Certainly in Wales, it's still being talked about. I think we as a country just have not got to grips with the importance of the skills agenda around green. It's become a sort of a science technology thing. We've got to manufacture something different. It's all about science and technology and all about exciting changes. That And, and it, it does, but you've got to train people. You've still got a lot of people going, well, what's green? What's it mean? Whereas in other countries, they've stormed their way through through that and they're down to more practical so I've got to build lots of solar farms and I've got to build hydroelectric schemes and I've got to do this and I've got to do that so they push their way past that and we're still going over what is it. So Michael which countries do you think the UK should be looking at here to follow their lead? I think anywhere where you see large sums of money going into renewables and into the green sector and I think therefore we look to the French the Germans and then we can look further afield in any country that's chasing solar it's those areas which actually give a lot of things. I would challenge Graham a little bit in that if you go to the full database of Ofqual, they actually record a large number of small qualifications, i.e. not full whole apprenticeships, as qualifications relevant to the green area. You know, they list up to potentially 1,200 qualifications, around 500 of which are currently active. So there is just clearly people putting up the awarding bodies are clearly putting up qualifications to be recognised. They're not necessarily moving across into full standards and occupational definitions. A couple of countries Graham did mention were Morocco and India, which I have to say surprised me a little bit. Um, Morocco and the Gulf states are getting to grips with solar, which is 
I guess, no surprise. But Graham also said that in India, Modi is pushing hydrogen for cars because he doesn't see EVs as a solution there. I guess it remains to be seen whether EVs are a solution for the UK, given some of the stories we're hearing at the moment. That's a fair comment. But if you look at India, how many people live off grid? Therefore, you don't have a means of charging up your car. So you've got to look for an alternative. And it might be a hybrid alternative, electric plus hydrogen, which which you're seeing in the trucking industry, hydrogen displacing diesel. And I think it's interesting to see these experiments going on, because if you have a country like India going at scale into hydrogen for cars, that could change the perception in the West as well. Now, we've heard from Graham Hastings Evans a couple of times so far in this podcast, but we haven't talked much about NOC and itself yet. This week's post was triggered by a report we featured in last month's Reports Roundup, which was actually written by Graham. It was. It was UK Greening Skills. It was a good pulling together of some of the core arguments around how we can view the greening of skills and started to list out potential areas to focus upon. It obviously had a bit of a bias towards construction and energy, which understandingly from NOCN's background, you'd expect that. But it did raise some very interesting points, which Graham articulated for us. Now, I have to say some of the issues we've talked about in this podcast sound a little bleak, but let's finish this podcast with Graham again, talking about how he sees the next few years panning out. I think over the next five years, you're going to see the innovators, the networks making the progress. And therefore, we will make a start. We will get things done. It will be done in a sort of innovative, storming way, which may not be the most joined up, but we will make progress. And hopefully, in that sort of time scale, government will start to catch up. Something I've noticed perhaps in the last 12 months, there are more people talking about it. There are more people going, actually, we've got to do something. There's more innovation started. We could argue that we're five years behind the curve, but I do get the sense that people are putting their heads to it more now. And the mayors might actually be the innovators if they've got enough money. Their only problem will be they will not have enough money because there's still much of the funding is held centrally or what you can spend it on is controlled centrally. Still quite a lot of strings on things, even though they've delegated money to them. Now, Michael, we've heard this point about devolving to the regions many times now from Skidmore, UK 100 and so on. This has got to happen quickly, right? It does. And we are certainly seeing signs of this happening at city level and at regional level. But it does mean we need to have a mechanism to quickly share successes and learnings and unlearning failures and share that across the country. So the high level of collaboration across these networks, I think, is very, very important. Thank you, Michael. Have a good day. I'll try to. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter, to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights.